Welcome to this edition of Cinema Ticket. Before we get started, I just want to uh, remind you to rate and follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever you get it if you're enjoying it. And also wanted to remind you that there are spoilers that lie ahead for Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, but we're excited to dive in, so let's get into it. Today, I'm joined by a very special friend, and we kind of have a unique friendship because, Jared, you and I have never met before. We have not. Although you were... You were in my town. Yes. Two minutes down the road from me. Really? And like I missed you. Remember? I checked. Yeah, it was the summer, and I checked on maps. Mm-hmm. We were 800 feet apart. Man. Isn't that wild? So close. Maybe so this close. year. Maybe this year. Yeah. But we have known each other for gosh, what, like uh, five, six years now. Yeah, you were you were definitely G3. Def- I was definitely G3 at the time. Yes. You were definitely doing rap stuff, too, with another friend of ours, Chase. And uh, that's kind of how we got connected. But we realized that we have a lot more in common than just music. Yep. And so we love Spider-Man. We love Jesus. I go down that that, that list of things. So Even I'm excited Jesus. to talk about Spider-Man. Yes, again. Spider-Man close under there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, we talked about, like, Star Wars. We talked yeah. about... I mean, I don't have any business talking about DC, but we talk about DC sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Our group chat between uh, you, Chase, and I is, is pretty it's pretty active most of the time, I'd say. Yeah, like, we use that. The only thing we don't really send in there is memes, which is weird because most group chats... Most group chats are memes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. But I'm excited to talk about Spider-Man with you because the last time we talked over a phone call or a Skype thing about Spider-Man was probably when this movie came out. Yeah, I don't think we've talked since then, like, on the phone... Yeah. So, yeah. so today we're talking about Spider-Man Homecoming, and before we truly get into that, I just wanted to know your movie theater preferences. Um, first of all, do you have a favorite movie theater you like to go to that's in your area? Is, yes. that, is that a thing? I have a Regal um, that I live in, in Gardendale, which is about 15 minutes out from Birmingham, Alabama. And then Trustville is where the Regal is, which is about 15 minutes to 20 minutes away from here. So um, about 40 minutes from Maine, Birmingham, and it's uh, it's a small theater. And it's like on the other side of town, you know, like away from all the city stuff. So there's usually not a lot of people there. Like the, the movies don't sell out, so I normally go there. Um, but they're not like, um, I don't, like the, the seats don't recline or like, heat or anything yeah, like that i got you yeah. um there is one of those in birmingham that i go to sometimes but i don't really need that um for a good experience um even if i've eaten dinner i'm definitely gonna have a large either dr pepper or mr pib whatever the yeah. thing has um popcorn's good but i'm not gonna eat a bunch of it sure you're the first person that i've had on this podcast who ha- who typically goes to the concession stand. Everyone else I've talked to d- avoids it like the plague. Oh, so wow. uh, this is this is truly an honor. I am very much like you in the sense of I will typically get concessions, um, popcorn, soda, um, that kind of thing. I don't need it every time, but usually if I go, I get it uh, and that kind oh, yeah. of thing. So do you have a favorite place when you go to this Regal? Do you have a favorite place that you like to sit yes. in the theater? I. I have like 80, uh, not 80, OCD for movie theaters only. Like my room is a mess right now. Like my life is a mess. But when I'm at a a theater, I want to sit like in the dead middle. So like the middle of the row 
in the middle of the columns is what I'm looking to get. Cool. Um, so like if I'm with a group of five people, I want to be like in the middle. If mm-hmm. I'm with like me and my girlfriend, like I usually want to sit on the left, but like the left, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's just, I don't want to feel like I'm too close to where like I'm looking up at the screen mm-hmm. and I don't want to sit too far back. Um, I would rather sit far back than up close, but so are you a uh, do you like to get to the movie theater early right on time or I'm just a, after it starts yeah I, I like getting there I normally don't make it in time for like the pre previews like the trivia and stuff Got you. like the preview to the previews yeah I don't usually make it okay. for that but I'm usually there for all the previews got you and if I'm not I'm irritated yeah even in today's kind of like uh, like reserved seating movie theater culture I still, even though my seat is reserved for me and I don't have to pick my own seat, I know where I'm sitting. I still get there very early and I don't know. I don't know if it's just habit at this point, but that's, that's just kind of what I do. How do you feel about that? I'm sure you've talked about that on here a lot, but like reserved seating. Yeah. I feel like it kind of has ruined the hype for like getting to movies early. It's kind of a different yeah. kind of um, battle now. Cause it's more like concert tickets like you just Mm. whenever it goes on sale you have to grab it yeah i like it the hardest part of it is though it's really difficult to buy tickets in groups Mm. and i think that's the hardest thing about it like if it's just like my dad and i go into a movie or maybe three of us it's pretty easy to get tickets Mm -hmm. but as soon as that group number balloons anything over like five people it's really difficult to coordinate like okay who's gonna buy the tickets are we gonna pay these people back or are we are we just gonna have to luck into sitting by each other like that kind of thing right is really difficult uh, but I do appreciate in some senses like not having to worry about where I'm gonna sit if I don't get there at a certain time if I'm gonna be late I like reserve seating for sure yeah. like when I'm taking advantage of it I like it for sure yeah and there are there are movies definitely that I've stood in lines for that I like my seat wasn't reserved. I can think of like the first Avengers, a lot of the MCU ones early on Iron Man two, the Avengers, a lot of those movies, there was no yeah. reserve seating. So it got there super early. Rogue one. I think I was mm-hmm. in a long, um, yeah. and that was like a, like 12 o'clock showing. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty cool. So today we're talking about Spider-Man homecoming. And I think, we would be doing the movie and the character a bit of a disservice if we didn't talk about his first introduction into the MCU in Captain America Civil War. Now, yeah. I I saw Captain America Civil War in, in theaters, obviously, opening night. I knew Spider-Man was in it because of the trailer, right? He comes in at the end, the Hey Everybody trailer. Um, knew he was in it. I was excited, excited to see him. But I think there's also the, ner- the nerves were kicking in, too, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just because I know you're you like the Amazing Spider-Man two more than anyone I know on this planet. That's that's probably true, yeah. But for me, even though I did enjoy it when I saw it in theaters, it wasn't my favorite, and I liked Andrew Garfield a lot. So I was really worried about rebooting this thing again and seeing him with the Avengers, and I was just had my doubts. Yeah. And I walked away really impressed and really blown away by the interpretation of this character in that movie. Um, when Queens flashes up on the screen, like I'll never forget that feeling when I saw that for the first time yeah. and you, you just knew what was going to happen. And I'll never forget that first interaction between him and, and, and Tony Stark and you know the, the airport battle is obviously iconic and it's just a really awesome 10 to 15 minutes that he's in the movie for. And yeah, so, so what were your thoughts on that? Um, so I actually didn't see Civil War in theaters. Um, wow. The first time I saw it, I, I don't know what was happening in my life at the time. It was like a weird time. Um, I was just like really broke. Um, yeah. yeah. Actually, I what that. it was, I was saving up to go um, on a mission trip. Oh, cool. And, uh, You're forgiven. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was going on this trip. So like I, for the end of the summer, I was kind of just like, uh, you know, taking it easy spending wise. Um, also, I, I had to have been like, what, like 16 when that came out? Like, what was that? Yeah, it came out in 2016, which was like my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. So, See, that, yeah. That was my sophomore year. So, I, I don't, I didn't have a job or like 
I just started at Chick-fil-A. Like, I, I barely was making any money at all. So um, all my money was going to that mission trip. And it was a, uh, a trip to Belize, Central America. So it was a four-hour plane ride. Yeah. Uh, and the, what, the movie came out in, like, what, late July? Something like that? It was, I believe this was a, a May release. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was like beginning of the summer type oh, thing. Goodness. Well, I don't know then. I must have just not had the money or something. But like, um, I remember, and I don't know if I can, if nobody's going to arrest me right now. I, I watched the movie online for the first time. <laughs> Got you, yeah. Um, but so the first time I saw it in its glory was actually on that plane ride um, <laughs> going to Belize. But but yeah, so like the first time I like saw it, saw it yeah. on the plane. I just watched pretty much like the Spider Man scene and dipped mm-hmm. uh, when it was online. I was like, I I'm not supposed to be here. I'm just I'm here for my <laughs> Spider Man. I'll, I'll be gone. Yeah. yeah, I remember because like, um, and I know this is a, a weird comparison to make, and I don't know uh, the Morbius movie that's about to come out. Oh yeah, the trailer. I don't. Which I'm is kind it, of I'm kind of dreading that movie, but it's, it's is fine. it spoilery to to talk about what happens in that trailer? Uh, I'll just say spoilers for the Morbius trailer if you haven't seen it. Now you um, can go ahead and spoil it. Yeah, okay. It's uh, so Michael Keaton shows up. Yeah. Um, and that's somehow going to connect this. Um, but anyways, I doubt that's in the whole movie. Like I, I bet yeah, that's yeah. Like a credit scene. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the same vibe as Spider-Man popping up in the Civil War trailer. I think everybody kind of knew like. This movie isn't called Captain America and Spider Man. Like this, yeah, we're not gonna see a bunch of Spider Man. Um, but we got a good, like you said, like 15 minutes or whatever. Um, so much happened in that movie. So and much, yeah. It's a it's a big movie. They could have made that an Avengers movie. Like if you if you think about it, like they could have made it a little bit longer. Um, and I don't want to complain about the movie because it, it gave us great Spider Man. Um, set up Black Panther really well as yeah. well um is that it was there another movie that came out of that i know that thor ragnarok came out next or maybe it was yeah um they didn't really tease much outside of that um they dropped bucky and wakanda in that movie at the end yeah. um that really they really just try to get get you to a sense of where these characters are at when we meet them in infinity war for the most part oh and um Black Widow is going yeah. to be taking place somewhere yeah. between. So, yeah. So, yeah. I guess it kind of sets up a Black Widow movie, too. So, like, we're still waiting on the payoff from that movie. Yeah. Uh, so, no complaints for Civil War besides... I could have... It could have been a little bit longer, but I, I loved it. Um, I do kind of find it not funny, but, you know, like, um, in the comics mm-hmm. of Civil War, the original run, um, you know, Spider-Man eventually decides that he picked the wrong side yeah, and switches yeah yeah um and so there was it wasn't much of a war in this movie no it was a conflict for sure though. civil airport battle <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah like loved it um and i for sure was like uh, uh just the the eyes was the coolest thing that they did with mm. the the cgi yeah um, because like originally i'm sure you know this it was supposed to be like a uh, regular like a suit mm-hmm. and they recorded it with a suit and then they went back and animated over it uh, yep. but i'm happy they did uh, i like how that turned out i do too i'm a big fan of civil war it was my favorite mcu movie for a while um mostly because of the spider-man stuff if i'm being honest uh yeah, sure. so then when homecoming came out i was like okay well i don't know if i like civil war as much now because i have more spider-man to watch but mm-hmm. Still, still a big fan. And so we talked going into Homecoming yeah. a lot about just how excited we were that he's in the MCU now. We, yep. I remember sending you like the, the, all the links to the trailers, which the trailers for this movie spoiled the whole thing besides one major plot point. But pretty much everything else, mm. if you just go back and watch the trailers, you don't really need to even watch the movie besides one reveal. What did the um, <laughs> yeah, what did the first trailer like? Like, what was the first thing they were advertising? I can't really remember. Um, yeah, they, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm trying to remember, because, like, thinking about it now, I guess, like, Vulture was in the trailers, yeah. so we be the villain. And, like, um, 
you saw him in both suits, like in the Tony Stark suit and the homemade suit. Yeah, yeah. So you knew that eventually it was either going to be like you were going to see the past and see the old suit, or he was going to have the suit taken away. You didn't know what it was, but it was pretty. Um, yeah, like the the length of the movie was definitely spoiled from the first trailer, mm-hmm. like timeline of it. And I just had a lot of expectations for this movie, just because I think mostly because of Civil War. I was expecting a lot out of it. And going into opening night, which I was working at a movie theater at the time, and I had to ask, I asked off for that premiere of Homecoming to go see it. So I saw it with my dad and one of my sisters, and we went in, and the the atmosphere was electric, really. It was sold out. It was really cool. Uh, everyone in Spider-Man shirts and and ready to go. It was, it was really, really cool. And one of the more unique theater experiences because i wasn't expecting it because with the amazing spider-man movies it wasn't the same level of of no, hype or excitement uh, yeah. i remember i saw it three times in theater you know i, I don't work at a movie theater so yeah. that's not a lot i mean that that's a lot for somebody that's you know has to pay um, to see it <laughs> has to pay to see it, yeah but i i think i had like three spider-man shirts that fit me in my yeah thing i said is i was gonna see it for every shirt so mm-hmm. i could wear each shirt and that's what i did so that's there what you did. i mm-hmm. saw it four times mm-hmm. opening weekend wow yeah so i saw it with my dad and one of my sisters on opening night mm-hmm. and then we went and traveled somewhere and came back the next day mm-hmm. and saw it with those, those two again and one of my other sisters mm-hmm. and then saw it before work on the sunday and then saw an IMAX with a friend on Sunday night. Mm. So it's like four times in like three days. It was crazy. Um, so it was do you great. See yourself like pretty good at rewatching movies like that. Yeah, I there I do see a lot of movies multiple times in theaters. Um, thinking I saw well, when I worked in movie theater, I did a lot. Like I saw Guardians of the Galaxy two like six times in theaters. Um, just because it was free, <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah. well, what else am I gonna do? <laughs> well, I'm so. not like I have to um, I have to space my my rewatches out. Normally, um, the only movies that have broke that rule were um, Homecoming, mm-hmm. um, Endgame, Force, Force Awakens at all. Nah, just saw it one time in theaters. Really? Dang. Yeah. Um, and um. I think I saw Ragnarok like twice. Yeah. But not like in game. Like I, I did did pretty similar with in game, like um weeks back to back. Not the mm-hmm. same weekend, but like this yeah. week, and then saw it the next week, and then saw it the next week. So Yeah, that's cool. So when you saw it for the first time, Spider Man Homecoming, mm-hmm. who'd you see it with? What was the atmosphere like? Do you remember how everyone was feeling and just your excitement level heading into it? Yeah, I remember that pretty, uh, pretty distinctly. Um, Chase, our friend, yep. um, we had we were in a band together at the time, and we had practice. And I was like, "Hey, you want to go see Spider-Man with me next week?" He's like, "Uh, I can't. I'm seeing it with my siblings." He would always do that to me. Like, <laughs> it was cool. Um, they don't even like Spider-Man. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but me and the other guy that was playing with us, John, we went and saw it, and I remember. It was pouring down rain, and um, it was just like a terrible time getting there. And we were listening to uh, the Black Parade um, nice. by My Chemical Romance yeah. uh, album on the way there. And we got there, and um, it was the day after. We didn't see it the premiere night. We saw it the next day, and uh, the, the theater was packed. Um, we we got our tickets like we did they didn't sell out or anything mm-hmm. this is like right before uh getting your tickets ahead of time that got popular i mm-hmm. think yeah. Um, but yeah i remember um when the reveal happens in the movie which um, which we can spoil yeah we got spoilers in four years as well or three years yeah 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 <laughs> uh yeah so when when it turns out that Vulture is Liz's dad, everybody in the theater let out their bigs. Whoa, what? Like, yeah. So at that moment, I realized, well, everybody's captivated in here right now. Mm-hmm. Like, 
these are Spider-Man fans or at least like yeah Marvel movie fans, which was cool because you know on the internet you have like as much community as you want, mm-hmm. but where you live like you don't know how many people are actually into the things that you're into. Um, so that was really cool that just I knew that I was with people that like cared about being there the first time. The second yeah. time I went with um, my cousins. Like I took um, my my younger brother who was like seven at the time and then our cousin who's who was eight at the time and my cousin who was 13 and my cousin who was um six so we just had like a, a brown family uh gathering and that was cool yeah and then the last time i went i just went with a bunch of people from work that didn't care about spider-man but i'd already seen it twice at that point mm-hmm. so it didn't have to be like holy you could yeah. just watching it yeah i think that first time when i saw that that moment you're talking about with that reveal i mean that like five minutes of that movie the next five minutes Everyone was in complete shock and silent the whole next five minutes. It was really gripping storytelling and movie making and really cool just to be in that audience with people who, like you said, love Spider-Man. And as someone who does love Spider-Man, and we'll talk a little bit more, I think, about that reveal in a little bit. But what were some of your favorite moments in that movie as a Spider-Man fan? Um, I think kind of the light on just some some villains we hadn't seen in movies before was one of my favorite things about it. Um, so we had two shockers technically cause yep. he like, he accidentally, um, kills the first one and he like throws him the gauntlet or whatever. They like, hear you're, you're the shocker now. Yeah. And, uh, in my mind, I kind of consider the second guy to be the real shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, but who cares? Yeah. Um, the tinkerer, like I never, it, he wasn't like in his full glory, but that's just like a weird, Never thought I would see that in a movie character. Um, and then just like, I mean, Keaton as um, Vulture was was brilliant. Like, yeah. um, so I, I think just a lot of stuff that I didn't think I would get, like you said, as a Spider-Man fan, not as an MCU fan. Um, that was cool. Um, at the time, we didn't really know how, like, deep these mcu spider-man movies were like in the mcu and then with that movie starting out um with wreckage from uh avengers which i do have a question about yeah eight years later that's completely a mistake right it It has to be yeah they they said it was wrong how how do you how do you not catch that I don't know. Don't you have like a whole production of people working on? And it's really like in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, I have no clue. How <laughs> I have no happened. clue how Kevin Feige missed it. I have no clue how the filmmakers missed it. I don't I know, know where eight years even came stuff. from. Like that it was Sony's fault. I mean, yeah, I'll blame it on Sony. <laughs> um, yeah, I think what what is the timeline right now? 2012 is 2012. Or 2012 is, is 2012. That's correct. So, eight years later... Would have been 2020, which is the year we're currently in. But wasn't Endgame in... or I mean, not Endgame. Infinity War was in 2016? Well, I think it's 2018 because I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige came out and said after Endgame that they're in 2023 now. With the five years later. Yeah, gotcha. Um... So yeah, it was off, and uh, it's something I I got over pretty quick. But it's like even when I saw it the first time, I was like, wait, there's no way that yeah. that's right. <laughs> I remember sitting there trying to calculate it and like, no, that's that's not it. But what about like now? Now that um, 2023, Peter yeah. is back in. Is that a spoiler? Uh, spoilers oh. for the MCU in general. <laughs> yeah, spoilers for you know. Just be prepared. Um, you know, in, in Far From Home, Peter's back in, what is he? A, is he a junior? or a Junior a in high school, yeah. Summer in, going into his senior year, maybe. Is that right? So he may have just finished his junior year. Wasn't he a sophomore in, in Homecoming? In Homecoming, yeah. Okay. Um, 
then I guess that would be right. But um, that's what I'm wondering if if that timeline is right. Like, if it was supposed to be eight years from 2012. Yeah. Like it's all out of whack. Like there's yeah. no there's no way to and possibly the, the, justify it. But and these are questions that if you had stopped the MCU after Endgame, you would never have to answer. In, in some ways, and, but I mean, I'm glad we're getting more movies, but I'm just saying, like, if you wanted to stop the MCU after Endgame, you know, we'd never have to answer these questions. <laughs> uh, but did you have but, any Spider-Man centric action set pieces or suit moments or yeah, anything that really stood out to you? You know, once he's back in the homemade suit, um, when he's having to push up. Oh, the, yeah. Which is like a, a comic uh, panel from. The uh, when he, he fought, I guess it was Doc Ock. Is that right? And he yes. had to like, hold the building up. Um, the reason that I love that moment is because they also did a shot for shot on my favorite Spider-Man media, which is uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. They did that oh, yeah. season. Um, that's where I, I like first learned about that shot. So that was cool for me. Yeah, the um, when he's trapped under the rubble. I mean, that's direct reference to spider-man 33 on the cover when he's holding he's got the thing under him and he has to push it up and it basically wow. says the same dialogue um and it's very like one of those comic to movie moments that just stays with you and this movie in general to me has been a comic book to movie thing that has stayed with me for a long time. Like there's been there hasn't been many movies that have made me feel like I was reading a spider-man comic or um, an Avengers comic book or that kind of thing. But Homecoming for me just struck a different chord like in the comic book movie medium. Like It's just different for me. And uh, all the little things, even the references to Miles Morales and the references to all the different Spider-Man things and just how real Tom Holland's Peter Parker feels too, I think just is one of those things that just stays with you. What's weird is that I think um, both the Raimi movies and the Mark Webb movies were like focused on making it a Peter centric story, like where you would see less of him in action and more of him without the mask or like, you know, being a student or being a photographer or whatever. Um, Spent a ton of time doing that, I guess, because when you don't have the whole MCU to work with, um, you just have to like find okay. Well, what can we like? Yeah. You know, or um, not embezzle. I don't know the word. But you you get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they had plenty of room on um, uh, just making a Peter movie, uh, like a not a like a uh, drama about mm-hmm. this guy named Peter Parker, and he just so happens to suit up sometimes in the movie. Um, whereas when you're working with high school Peter Parker, for one, it's like his love life isn't even going to be that. Like no. Because he's yeah, a high he can be. He's a high school kid, yeah. And then, so, I don't know, like, it, he just feels like a kid. Mm-hmm. In movies, which is what I think brings it into the comic books because, you know, after years and years and years, Peter Parker eventually did grow up yeah. in the comics. And, and those are some good stories, too, and I hope they get to those at some point. But it was just when you had 35-year-olds trying to play high school kids, it just didn't feel right. You it know? didn't feel right because it was almost like they only put the high school portions in the other movies because it was important for the origin. Yeah. Yet in this movie, they said, okay, we don't need the origin. That's not what the story's about. We're not telling an origin story. Yeah. We're just telling a story about the life of young Spider-Man. Um, and uh, like you said, like, Maybe we can get those stories, but if we do get them with Tom Holland, it'll pay off better because we had all the years seeing him as immature, seeing him as, you know, this dopey kid that doesn't really know what he's doing, who may be causing just as many problems for himself as he is fixing for other people. And uh, when you uh, when you stop to think about like how young he is and how really he doesn't have that much experience with like big bads. Mm-hmm. more like there's like implied that he's helping out with like criminal activity and stuff sure. um, day spider-man stuff 
Um, but like once he gets a little bit older, you know, we don't have to rely as much on what Tony Stark did or like what's going on in the MCU yeah. because he'll have built his own um, infamy, basically, if you mm-hmm. will. Like, villains will hate him, not hate Iron Man. Yeah. And one of my favorite Spider-Man moments, and it's a scene I revisit a lot, and it's just because it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's the beginning of the movie where he puts on the suit after school for the first time and the Blitz Creek bop songs playing. And uh, it's just really fun two to three minutes of him just going around New York city doing random small tasks, just being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And it's just really fun to watch. And it's just one of those scenes that from this movie that I revisit quite often and one that sticks with me. Uh, And there are other, I think all the, Action set pieces in this are pretty cool. The Washington Monument one's pretty cool too. I like that a lot. Yeah. And true. then the one with the vulture at the end, I think, is pretty pretty neat and different too than what we get in the MCU typically. Um, so yeah, I was a big fan of everything pretty much in the Spider-Man suit. I think where people may not like this movie as much is like we talked about a second ago, the maybe over reliance on the MCU. And Tony Stark, um, I know the popular thing on Twitter is to hate on this version of Spider-Man because Tony Stark is basically this character's Uncle Ben, like, right. on screen anyway. Like, I know Peter has had an Uncle Ben in this in this iteration. We just haven't seen it. Um, so Tony Stark has kind of replaced that. People don't like that, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but for me, I thought it was cool. It had a lot of comedic elements with Karen and, like, his AI. Like, I thought it was really funny. And I thought the whole point of the story was like he's Spider-Man without the suit, you know, like right. It's it's not the suit that makes him Spider-Man. What uh, I thought was funny about that specifically though, like yeah. it being called Karen, is on SpongeBob Plankton's uh, computer wife. Yeah. His name Karen, and I, yeah. I didn't know if anybody else thought that was a joke. But yeah, yeah, funny. I love that. That is funny. Uh, but yeah, like going into the second movie, I think everybody kind of knew okay, yeah, this is going to have to do something with Tony Stark. You know, we're not going to get just Peter um, because Peter hasn't done anything to offend anybody yet. Um, But it's almost cool because it's like these aren't his battles to fight, really, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, he's still stepping up and doing it anyways just because somebody's got to do it. So, like, the comparison from in Homecoming when – um, they're telling him, hey, just be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's like, no, I want more. And uh, it's not his battle to fight. And he's like, I just want to fight it anyways. And then go over to Far From Home where he's like, I just want to be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. And uh, they're like, no, this is your battle to fight. He's like, I don't, I don't want to. It's just like, it's a complete opposite and it's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And there are a lot of different reveals in this movie as well. Um Obviously, knowing what we know now, a lot of what's what was set up in that movie has paid off um, or is starting to pay off. Um, we saw him turn down this Iron Spider suit, which he would be forced to kind of wear in Infinity War. And then uh, the MJ reveal with Michelle. Yep. Um, we're starting to see pay off with Far From Home and then into the next one. And so were there any of those kind of reveals that you liked or maybe that you didn't like? Um, they throw a lot at you towards the end of the movie. Um, obviously, Aunt May figures out that he's Spider-Man, that kind of stuff. Were there any of those that worked for you or maybe there were a couple that didn't? Well, I'm okay with um, Marissa Tomei. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with young Aunt May. All She's that. great. I love her. I well, to me, like, isn't an aunt gonna be young like do you have yeah. old aunts that are your yeah. grandmother's age like i don't i have aunts that are like the a little bit younger than my parents um so that makes complete sense to me and i was fine with it and it was a funny plot point i mean the uh the guy at like the the store um yep. thinks his aunt cool. is attractive and like yeah uh, at the restaurant uh, <laughs> what is it like rice pudding or something on, on the, house? the house yeah um so that was that was funny and uh, evolving. Happy with that was pretty cool um, in the second movie. Um, but I don't love um, I don't love Ned Leeds 
kind of taking um, oh, Harry's okay. spot. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I would have been fine if they would have just. I, I I want a Harry is is my problem. Okay. Okay. I got you. I just don't want them to neglect Harry because like I understand they're trying to just like look we already did Green Goblin twice. Twice. More mm-hmm. Green Goblin. I get that, but like to me, Harry Osborn is like very important in the the spider-man story so i don't want them to throw that away um they may have to um but i I don't know just because like ned leeds being spider-man's bestie they just pulled out of thin air Um, yeah um which for the people who don't know anything about spider-man is probably fine like it's just he's his best friend just roll with it kind of thing um but to me what was always kind of like I was homeschooled uh, for some of my years, and during that time, I didn't have, like, a bunch of close friends. Like, I had people that I would talk to, but I didn't have, like, a best friend at the time. Um, And that's kind of where I was, like, thinking about Spider-Man as a kid. It's like, well, you know, it's okay to kind of just, like, roll on your own. Um, And they're showing this as his, like, best friend. So, like... If Spider-Man doesn't work out for him, you know, at least he's got that going. Um, and I don't know. Like, I, I kind of feel like that's something that he should either earn. Like, it comes with Tom. Like, every woman that Spider-Man's had, mm-hmm. it has to be at first. He, like, eventually. Or, like, he should lose it, maybe. Like, I don't want Ned to die. I think it would be cooler if Ned, like, hated Spider-Man for some reason. Which uh, like, I think... I won't give away the ending to Far From Home, um, but I think there that may be a direction they go in the next movie. Um, and I also think, too, like in Far From Home, Ned kind of isn't the greatest of friends to Peter throughout that movie. He's not. Um, but what I think is interesting, which I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this, what I think is really interesting is I think Michelle... MJ is a better friend to him and far from home than Ned is. And you know, I know obviously she's his romantic interest now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was really cool in this movie to kind of plant those seeds of Michelle and MJ and, and that kind of thing that we're starting to see pay off now. So what were your, what were your thoughts on the MJ reveal at the end there? Did you know it was coming? Cause it was Zendaya or was it kind of shocking? Uh, we were talking about, uh, in homecoming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, they're not going to make up a character. Um, That's not likely that they're going to, like, even Ned Leeds, you know, they've 90% scrapped what he is as a character. He's he's basically Miles' roommate from the Miles Morales. It starts with a G or something, like, um, is it it Genki or something like that? Yeah, 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 yep. That's exactly who he is. Like, he he looks just like him. Like, the the because what's his name jacob whatever that plays he doesn't even have that hair um, and so they've made him look like miles's roommate but that's fine with me i don't care um you know you can bring in whatever element of whenever in spider-man even if it's not peter parker because it's still spider-man um but uh back back on the raimi days like they kind of swapped um Gwen Stacy and um, Mary Jane. Yep. Um, and they made Gwen to be like the ritzy, like um, uptown girl, and they made Mary Jane the girl next door. Um, and I don't think that really ever existed in the comics, besides maybe in Ultimate Spider-Man, you could see it that way yep. that like Mary Jane was sure. the, they were, like his buddy. Um, but either way, that being said, like I think it's pretty acceptable now now after like the rain movies and everything to say that um mary jane can be like a pal that becomes mm-hmm. or like in all the cartoons i feel like they've avoided making mary jane his love interest like in um what's the um the new animated series that they did with mtv she was oh were, yeah yeah and then like on spectacular spider-man they weren't dating so like and then i think on the Disney one, Ultimate Spider-Man, I don't think they no. were either. So, like, they kind of just took Peter and MJ away to be more as, like, 
friends or whatever. Um, so I'm cool with that. Um, I'm cool with however they want to make Michelle, MJ, like if they want to make MJ into a nerdy, quirky character, which is not what MJ is. Yeah. Um, as long as they make a good character, I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, and I think it's also too... Um, I think Michelle is a cool character in her own right. Um, but it's also like, I think the reveal at the Anna homecoming for me, just let me know more than anything, like, okay, this character is going to be a big part of Peter's life. This person is going to be a big part of Peter's life, whether or not she is the MJ or that I know from the comics or not. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Like, that's who Peter cares about, you know? Um, well, like... We got Liz Allen, um, and you saw Zendaya, and you also saw the actress playing Liz Allen, both of them, in the, the trailers. Like, mm-hmm. And it's marketed as Zendaya was Michelle, yep. and uh, the other girl was Liz. So, like, people were like, where is Gwen? Where is Mary Jane? Like, you know, they were looking for the names they, like, knew. Knew, yeah. Obviously, Liz Allen is a character as well. I think... Which I believe Liz was actually was the first like fling so, well, that I thought, he had in the comics. I think Betty Brant may have been. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I think at one point Liz was with um, it was was Liz in Ned Leeds a thing? I, I could be mixing that yeah, up. I can't remember. Um, I know comics. in in um. One iteration, um, like MC or uh, Marvel Two or whatever it was, Marvel Now, like when they had Spider Girl. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure Ned and and Liz were a thing, like way off when, but I could be wrong. But anyways, um, yeah, like, yeah, it, it's fine as long as as long as she's an important character. Yeah. Um. Because, oh, like, even in the marketing, when they would do the interviews, it was Tom and Zendaya. Yeah, so, like, oh, yeah, for sure. And then you don't even see her in, like, a, a important role in the first half of the movie. So you're like, why Why was it her? Why wasn't it, like, Liz's? Or, like, mm-hmm. why was Michael Keaton not doing the, the press runs and everything? And it's like, oh, okay, so we're setting up for franchise here. This isn't this movie. She's, she's the backbone, you know, so. Yeah, and kind of just want to ask you like how has this movie aged for you since it came out so it's been two and a half years now since this movie dropped which is kind of crazy to me um doesn't feel like it's been that long but how has this movie aged for you and how did you feel about it i guess kind of like when you walked out of the theater till now um i think i like it less probably um because whenever you get a new Spider-Man movie, I think it goes up to the top of your list, or at least it does for me, yeah. um, just because it's new Spider-Man content. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I weigh it with the rest of... like, What's cool about these movies is you get to compare it to the MCU, but you also yeah. get to compare it. You know, MCU and others as a whole. Yeah. So as far as like, it still stands right now. Like, There's nothing um, that doesn't line up anymore like the old Spider-Man movies. Um, I just don't, I don't find myself going to rewatch it a lot, gotcha. um, but I still like it and I still would speak highly of it. I feel like I've been speaking highly of it, but yeah, it did a lot of great things. Um, I just, uh, now that I have like it, okay. So it just isn't a very good standalone movie without the rest of the stuff. Sure. Like if you watch civil war, if you watch the first Avengers movie, um, it's an amazing piece of that story. But without that, it's kind of just like, I don't really know what's going on here. And I know that that's not how the MCU works. Like, this isn't, they're not making movies for first time MCU viewers. Like, mm-hmm. if you went and saw Endgame and it didn't make sense because you've never seen a Marvel movie before, like, that's okay. Yeah. You should watch the rest of them. Um, but I think, kind of just for a Spider Man fan, for it to be the first movie, um, and, and with other movies, I feel the same way. Like, um, uh, like 
the Black Widow movie. It's her first movie, mm-hmm. but you haven't seen. She's been around movie. forever. Yeah. Right, but now like her movie's gonna rely on all these other movies. So, um, in the MCU, I still hold it as one of the best movies, but as a movie itself, I think less of it now. Got you. So, but you would still say that you really, really like it and really enjoy sure. it. It's still in my top five MCU. For okay. Sure. So yeah. So it's still up there for you. I like to hear that. For me, personally, uh, as I said, I saw this movie like four times opening weekend. Loved it when I saw it. I still like it a lot. Uh, similarly to you, I think, and I think I, this is mostly my fault, is I kind of burnt myself out on it yeah. and watched it so many times and talked about it so much that it's kind of slid down my MCU rankings, like the more I think about it. And I'm not going to share my whole list now at some point maybe i will but um now it's like right around seven ish on my mcu list so i'm in my top 10 still but it's it used to be like number two so it's fallen down a little bit for me i still love it still it's one of my faves still to rewatch. um but i feel similarly to you it's kind of gone down my list over the last two and a half years or so but how do you feel about spider-man being in the MCU now. Like, I know you said you love the movie, still like it, top five MCU, all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but has Spider-Man since then, whether it be Infinity War, Endgame, Far From Home, whatever, do you, how, how do you feel about that? And has it gone as well as you could have hoped for? I mean, I think um, it's weird because every other uh, character in the MCU doesn't have a secondary team working on it. Like, mm-hmm. every every other movie has the director and the producer and Marvel Studios like this. Whereas yeah. with these movies, we have, here's Marvel Studios, here's Sony, and it's like, oh, here's what we have. Okay, here's, okay, you know, okay, here's the finished product. Like, it feels kind of like a, uh, like a divorced parent situation, like mm-hmm. going forth almost. Um, so... I mean, we almost lost Spider-Man. We did lose Spider-Man. Oh, man, that was a horrible time. I know you were pretty... Uh, you were pretty I, was, I was so mad. I, yeah, I, I hadn't been that mad in a long time. <laughs> but I was I was kind of, like, bummed. But at the same... All I didn't want was a reboot. Like, yeah, same. And they were saying that Tom was going to get to be Spider-Man still. So that's all I care about at this point, is just keeping the story going. Yeah. Um, seeing something like... I think really like a Harry Potter situation is what would be cool for Tom Holland. Um, just to like let him grow with a character. Um, but it, you know, here and there, there's some things I don't like. Um, I don't like how the, um, the blip was such an impact, um, for, for, uh, far from home. And, uh, I could have done without that, honestly. Well, I mean, in some ways, it had to address it just because it was the first uh, movie after Endgame, you know? Yeah, for sure, it had to. Um, and I don't mean it took up the plot. I just mean it's a hard, yeah. it's, it's a hard, hard yeah. place to work with. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I I would not change anything probably. Like if if I had if they were like, okay, you fix it, I don't have any better ideas. Yeah. Yeah, I love what they've done. It, it, it's really worked for me as well. I think about just how how awesome it was to see spider-man with the avengers and civil war and infinity war and end game and like it was so cool to see him with all those characters and his interaction with i never thought i would see spider-man fight thanos with the guardians of the galaxy and like i'm like my childhood brain can't even like comprehend that i even saw that at some point you know it's like like, it's crazy yeah and That's it's just so cool to see him like that. For sure. Um, I don't, um, like, I, I sit uneasy sometimes with things like um, the heavy use of the Iron Spider suit. Um, I mean, it I, looks cool. It looks cool, for sure. Um, although, I mean, I would have I taken a more classic Iron Spider look. But, you know, I like it. Um, I just don't like the idea of, like, an OP Spider-Man. Because, to me... Spider-Man's um, brains are one of his biggest, like, powers, you know, like, yeah. 
thinking his way out of things. Like, how am I going to be able to handle this? Um, like, how can I take on the rhino coming at me right now? Because he's so huge and everything. Like, I, webbing him up isn't going to do it. You know, like, I'm going to have to use my environment to stop this guy. Things like that. Um, where I feel like if you give Spider-Man too many gadgets, um, it's not that the gadgets aren't cool. It's just like um, he has less room to show off um, how clever he is. Yeah. And I don't feel that way about the Tony Stark suit, the, like the, the main Spider-Man suit. I just feel that way about the Iron Spider suit because it has like... Yeah, the nanotech and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. All the stuff that's like a little more than we're, we're used to seeing Spider-Man have. Um, but like, I think after he kind of crafted his own suit, um, and far from home, like kind of yeah, made it. Cool. Like, I feel more comfortable with it knowing that it's his creation. Yeah, for sure. And before we wrap up here, I want to, I do want to talk about our Spider-Man movie rankings, um, from all of the Spider-Man movies, excluding Venom. So Spider-Verse is included in this. I'm really excited to hear your list. I know that we will differ in some places. This is just a favorite to least favorite, not best to worst kind of deal. Um, if you could pop and pop it in right now, you know, how would you rank it uh, kind of deal? So I'll let you share your one through however many you have there. And then I'll share mine. Sure. Um, and emphasis on... Um... I just went off of what I enjoyed the most. Like yep. I thought back on like how much enjoyment is for me, not how much of a good movie is it. Cause I know some of these aren't great films. Um, they don't have good reviews. Um, this is just like where I hold them dearest in my heart. So we'll go from, from best to, to worst in that sense, I guess, or like favorite to least favorite. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's actually at the top of my list. Number one. It's crazy. What? Um, but That's insane. it's because I don't care how bad you did it or how good you did it. My favorite storyline is the night when Stacy died. And yeah. so I got represented in a film. You know, even if it wasn't done the best, it was done about as good as it could have been done with the setup they had given it. Um, so that's it. like the things, the, the problem that a bunch of people have with Amazing Spider-Man 2 is that they were trying too hard to set up other movies yeah, that they wanted to make. On. Yeah. But I'm talking about the stuff that was going on in the movie, like the stuff like, oh, yo, Harry, we used to be friends when we were kids. Oh yeah, that's right. Like that was cool for me. Um, they did a good job of introducing Harry, I think. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just. Hey, you I do you, man. It's your list. Probably was in my life. You know, like I needed it the most at that time. Um, so I always hold it dear. Next, as actually, um, Homecoming would be my next favorite. Um, oh. Behind that, um, Spider Verse. So, like, some of these recent movies are actually more of my favorite probably because i can understand them better you know whatever sure. we have better technology to make them or whatever um so i'm just gonna go down the list now but yep. uh making spider-man homecoming spider-verse um far from home um amazing spider-man one um spider-man three spider-man original and then the best spider-man movie is actually my least favorite spider-man 2 wow um and i, I understand like i get why it's the best it's the best like storytelling and all that stuff i just it's not interesting to me like mm. as a kid it wasn't interesting to me because no, i feel that one there was no flashiness to it you know like it was just like spider-man's inner demons with like i'm not good enough you know so i'm like yeah but there's no like venom here or anything so like spider-man 3 with all the reasons that the plot was too busy to that it ruined spider-man 4 as a seven-year-old it was cool yeah was cool. so true. it holds a special place in my heart still from the, the Raimi movies cool well i think your list is very different from mine which is totally cool um my number one is spider-man into the spider-verse 
Mm. Um, it's not only my favorite Spider-Man movie, but my favorite comic book movie ever in general. Wow. Um, number two, I have Far From Home. I really enjoyed that one a lot. Um, does a lot of things I really, really enjoy. Really cool to see Peter come into his own mm. uh, in that movie. Number three, I have Spider-Man Homecoming. So the recent ones are my more favorite Spider-Man movies uh, to rewatch. Next, I have the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man 1. And I watched this Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man, over and over and over and over again on DVD uh, when I was a little kid. Like That was like that and the first X-Men movie were like the two movies that uh, I just had on repeat for a long time. And after that, I have Spider-Man 2. And it's one that I've liked more as I've gotten older. But like you just said, as a seven-year-old, as an eight-year-old, as a little kid, like I did not like Spider-Man Two. Like I just, it just didn't interest me. Um, like just yeah. talk, being a, a human. Like the train stuff is cool. There's some cool action set pieces in there for sure. But it just, for whatever reason, just didn't pique my interest as a kid. Um, and the next I have the Amazing Spider-Man, and this one holds a special place in my heart. Because I saw it when I was in middle school. And it really, for whatever reason, like when I think about my middle school years, The Amazing Spider-Man is like right there with me. <laughs> and yeah, it, sure. that's kind of the one that I had in middle school. Saying. Um, how did you feel about the lens change, like being drastically different from Amazing 1 to 2? Like, did that bother you? Because it bothered me. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man 2's lens is the best. Yeah, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 has my favorite suit, probably. Um, even though it's the next movie on my list, the second to last one on my list. It has my favorite suit, and I enjoyed The Amazing Spider-Man 2 when I saw it in theaters. And it, is, it definitely is a big change. Um, but to be honest, it didn't bother me a ton. Um, and it's something that I didn't really pay much too much attention to. Yeah. Uh, For me, was, it's like something that drastic would be addressed to me. Like... Mm. But it wasn't, and yeah. um, it doesn't matter really. Like the likelihood that Spider-Man changed his mask, likely, you know, he's building a better suit. Um, it was just, yeah. uh, it I was like you. the lenses on the first one that looked like sunglass lenses. Like that was a very yeah. realistic take on it. So for him to go to a very comic booky one on the second one was kind of strange, but yeah. whatever. Cool. Yep. And then so after Amazing Spider-Man one, I have Amazing Spider-Man two. And then last on my list, I have Spider-Man 3. Um, that's kind of mine. Ours are very, very different, yeah. which is really cool. I enjoy Our that. Are kind of true to the recent ones stay pretty high up. I think we both yeah. respect those. Uh, yeah. And I don't think there's Disney a Spider-Man song. movie here that either of us just hate. Am no. I right in saying that? It's a hard list to make. Like, yeah. on another day, you're going to see Flip me it, with, yeah. with, like, Spider-Man 1 is especially going to be um, higher up on another time. Yeah. Totally um, agree. Um, but before uh, before you, like, brush past it, just just to ask you about it. Yeah. Um, you know, Spider-Man, where is Spider-Man or whatever? The, the billboard that we've seen, or, like, it's on the, it's on the bus that's going to mm-hmm. be in the Morbius movie. Yeah. Um, it's in the font of daily bugle is in the font from the Raimi movies like it's the the same logo but we're seeing michael keaton from um these the disney spider-man movies so like are we getting a spider verse live action something going on what do you what are are your thoughts on that i think the sony movies from here on out are going to be loosely in the mcu like about as loosely as you could possibly be with it. Yeah, getting Michael Keaton to be in it. Uh, maybe I don't want it to happen, but maybe Tom Holland shows up for something, or his Spider-Man is visible somewhere. Um, but I don't think Kevin Feige will ever come out and claim it, claim the Sony Spider-Verse as the the MCU. No. Um, but I think it's go from here on out. We'll I can't stand it, but from here on out, it'll be loosely tied into the MCU. I just didn't like Venom, so that's kind of like where my beef is at. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you, any any hope for Venom two? Um, yes, because they changed directors and screenwriters. Yeah. Um, so in that in that sense, I have hope. Um, um, I I love the Venom character. Uh, I think it's great. I love Carnage too. Uh, so I'm excited to see that if they go in that direction, and I will watch it. It's a Spider-Man property. I will watch it. It's just how it goes. Um, but I do have hesitations about it, and I'm hopeful, but also, gosh, I just want it to be good. So that's just kind of where I'm. Do you feel like it's kind of at a place that we can have that though? Like, oh yeah. Think yeah. about 2002, like a Spider-Man. Which is where, movie which is where the first Venom feels like it belongs, by the way. <laughs> In 2002. Yeah, kind of though, like I would say. Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, and then instead of making Spider-Man 3, just make, like, just put that Venom in there. Um, that would have went fine, probably. Yeah. Well, Jared, man, thanks for coming and talking about Spider-Man um, Homecoming and Spider-Man in general. Uh, we could talk for hours and hours about it, and I hope we'll talk again at some point about other franchises that we adore and that we love. But uh, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, be sure to rate, follow, subscribe to Cinema Ticket wherever you get podcasts. And I'll see you next week.